You know my Jesus is all. My Jesus is all. Welcome to Sanctified in Truth with Michael York, a ministry of the Fairview Baptist Church in Ashland, Kentucky. Sanctified in Truth is a daily podcast for followers of Christ who desire to imitate Him and dedicate ourselves fully to the plans God has for us by deepening our love and understanding of God's Word. Today's scripture reading is Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14 to 16. As always, I want to encourage you to read the passage before you listen to the podcast. The writer of Hebrews returns to the theme of Jesus as our great high priest. His purpose is to show the folly of trusting anyone or anything other than Christ. Jesus alone has come to us. The writer of Hebrews says that he, speaking of Jesus, passed through the heavens. God the Father is utterly transcendent and stands above and separate from his creation. Every religion in the world is an attempt of that culture to get to their conception of God. We try to make ourselves worthy of standing before God. It's about us approaching Him. We trust that if we do enough good, follow the rules well enough, avoid enough bad, then we're able to approach God. And it's utterly foolish to think that's even possible. God's standard is one of perfection, not merely goodness. In fact, we cannot approach Him And so God in His infinite grace sent Jesus to come to us. We're comforted here by the weakness of Jesus. When the writer of Hebrews speaks of Jesus' weakness, he doesn't mean immoral weakness. He's very clear Jesus never sinned. What he's speaking of is the weakness that is inherent in the human condition. This is another difference that Jesus has from anything else that shows us how great He is. All the gods of the ancient world had weaknesses. Some had moral weaknesses, others had limited powers or authority. If you're familiar with the myths of ancient Greece, you can get an idea of what I'm talking about. Most gods in the ancient world were constantly fighting to try and best one another or outwit one another. Here's the point. In the ancient world, it was understood what a god who had weaknesses was. But in Jesus, we have something altogether different. We have God who had no weaknesses and he took weakness upon himself willingly and graciously so that he could show his love to us. Jesus, as Paul says in Philippians, emptied himself of his rights of divinity. Jesus, the one who created all things, the one before whom angels bowed, came as an infant who did not have the strength of muscles to lift his own head. Jesus had to be fed. God's final word to us entered into humanity without the capacity of speech. He was hungry. He would be thirsty. He grew tired. He became sore. Jesus was betrayed by friends, hurt by family members. Jesus was tempted by Satan. He was attacked by demons. He was even mocked and murdered by his creation. There's nothing we go through 
that is foreign to him. We will never find anything about which Jesus cannot sympathize with us. See, the point here is not just that Jesus can sympathize with us. The point is that he wanted to sympathize with us. He passed through the heavens to sympathize with us. He came near to us out of love to keep us close to him in perseverance. Jesus passed through the heavens and took on weakness for us. Why would we ever trust in anything or anyone else? Because no one else can ever or will ever do for us what Christ has done. As we seek to think through the meaning, implications, and applications of this passage, we want to ask ourselves our three basic questions. First, what does this passage tell me about God? Once again in the book of Hebrews, we're confronted with the love of Christ. Remember that the recipients of this letter were going through a lot of difficult things, from governmental persecution to betrayal from friends to isolation from family members. It's easy to look around at a time like that and question the love of God. But the author of Hebrews wants us to see that the greatest proof of God's love never comes from looking around, but always comes by looking up. What is always true for us is that Jesus is a high priest to whom we can turn. Jesus did not come so that we would escape difficult times. Not even he escaped that. Jesus came so we would never be alone and without help in those times. So when we're tempted to feel unloved and abandoned, we can look back to a cross and we can look up at the right hand of the throne of the Father and find Jesus there interceding for us and know that Jesus has shown us love and continues to do so no matter what we're going through in life. The second question we want to ask is, what does this passage reveal to me about myself and about humanity in general? Jesus was tempted, and he never sinned. It's good to have Jesus say he knows what it is to be tempted, but what we really need is a Jesus who knows how to overcome temptation. As we face temptation, we need more than sympathy. We need help. We need advice to do the right thing. We need an example. We need someone to supply strength. We need a reminder that the goal is not only to avoid temptation, but to honor God. We need a reminder that temptation can be overcome. We don't have to just give in to it. Don't miss that this reminder of Jesus' ministry as a high priest comes after an instruction that we will all stand exposed before God and we will have to give an account to Him. We need help. Because we will all stand before God to give an account. We need assistance. And Jesus is ready and willing to offer it. The third question we want to ask is, what does this passage call me to do? There's a call here to hold fast to our confession. What is our confession? Our confession is that our only hope is Jesus. Following a warning that we all have to give an account to God, we're reminded of Jesus' role as high priest. Because Jesus intercedes for us, we can draw near to the throne of God with confidence because we know that it is a throne of grace and not a throne of wrath that awaits us. 
Here then is an encouragement to seek help when we need it. This is an invitation that we should come before God confidently to know God will always answer our earnest requests for helps with mercy and not with condemnation. This is about praying. When you're tempted to sin, pray. When you're tempted to think that your way in life is best, pray. When you're tempted to go according to your plan, pray. When you're tempted to desire something more than God, pray. Failure to pray, failure to seek help and approach God's throne of grace can only be interpreted to say that either we don't think we need help or we don't think God will give it to us. But Jesus has shown us we do need help and that it's always available. So what must we do? We must pray. Well, thanks for listening to today's episode of Sanctified in Truth. Join us tomorrow as we'll discuss Hebrews chapter 5, verses 1 to 4. May everything you say and everything you do today seek to honor God. Whatever you do, take comfort and know that Jesus has already prayed for you, that you would be sanctified in truth. Mm-hmm.